You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Going of the live, recording of the video, recording of the audio, and we good. Welcome. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is the IT and the D Show episode 392. We're getting there. Crazy. We're getting there. I know. Broadcasting live from our quarantined homes. This is Bob, the sales guy. That is Dave, the geek. Randy, I do the Twitters, is doing the Twitters. And that shirt is a clean shirt. It's downtown Ferndale for those keeping score at home. I can't believe someone printed that. You can find us online at itinthed.com. Do us a favor. Give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Uh, and yes, yeah, still no news on events. Uh, you know, as as uh who knows uh cuz yeah there thing i i have my first uh I had my first friend uh that has been fully vaccinated and still pop positive today uh went and got tested after her kid pop positive just to be safe and yep so she so good times uh you can always do them in miami oh yeah I, well no cuz we'd have to be done by now we oh, oh. we would have had to have been done an hour ago uh, i don't feel like yeah. getting pepper bulleted either yeah, it just seems highly overrated. Um, but yeah, no, by the so, way, um, for for those keeping score at home, St. Patrick's Day in Florida is not like it is here. Um, they don't care. They they don't care about what St. Patrick's Day. Like here, it's like this thing. You go downtown, beer tents, plastic cups, and everybody with stupid hats on. And uh, yeah, down in Florida, like it's just another day. It's kind of a, it's kind of because well, it's in the middle of spring break. So yeah, they don't really yeah yeah. And not a surprise. Um, but yeah, so like I said, uh, we'll, we're going to kind of just keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on and, and how things are shaking out and how things are going. Um, it is great to see that uh, that was one of the stories we were going to talk about last week, uh, but we had Fred in, so <laughs> we got to none of them. Um, but apparently the vaccine is going to be generally available for anybody who wants it over the age of 16 by April 4th. Um, so that'll be a good thing. Yeah. I have an appointment it, later this week. Nice. I'm all the way to Bridgeport to get it, though. It's not that I, I, when you said that I looked it up. It's not that far, eighty-six um, miles one way. It's only it's uh, it's up by Birch Run, Frankenwood, isn't it? You can make a day of it. Yeah, it's just south of Saginaw. Yeah, <laughs> get a shot, make a day of it. You go to the, go to the Polo Outlet, get some German food. What what could be the worst thing? <laughs> I um, do need some new Corelware. There you go. So, hey, this show is brought to you by our friends at Brilliant. Um, if you haven't heard me talking about it, it's my it's my new favorite app. We're all sitting here with downtime. We're watching crappy uh, series on Netflix, and Brilliant actually keeps you smart or keeps you sharp. It's a, it's a problem-solving app uh, or website that's got over 60 courses, and it's all STEM stuff, math, science, computer science. Um, it's really cool, interactive stories. The quizzes, if you get something wrong, they actually do an explanation. So you're not just memorizing answers. They actually explain the theories behind um, how problems are, are, are solved and fixed. I was going through it today and you know how I'm a stats nerd, right? Um, they have one called Casino Statistics and you it goes through, I, I went through cards and I went through dice. It teaches and it you how to count cards? It teaches you how to be Rain Man. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's actually really cool. Um, but if you are like a huge computer nerd, um, you can get into like AI networks, search engines, how, the, how they're, how you can manipulate them. Quant, not really manipulate them, but you know what I mean? Um, how you can, uh, you know, how, how, they, uh, how their algorithms are written. Um, quantum computing, uh, the cryptocurrency one I already did. 
Um, but it's uh, it's super cool and it's really well written. Um, and again, if you got some downtime, it's a, it's a great way to spend uh, 15, 20 minutes an hour uh, just to kind of sharpen up on your skills. So do us a favor, go to uh, brilliant.org slash IT in the D. You can sign up for free. And also the first 200 people are going to get 20% off their annual premium membership. That's where you get the good content. Uh, but yeah, the quizzes are great. You don't feel like you're taking a proctored exam. Um, the content's really well written and it's uh, um, takes really uh, complicated stuff and makes it really simple. But yeah, go to brilliant.org slash IT in the D. Um, and you get uh, sign up for free and first 200 people are going to get 20% off your annual membership. So yeah, give them a shot. It's uh, very cool. Super cool. Super cool app. Love it. Uh, all right. So I, I guess let's get the biggie out of the way. Which one? This league. That's this league. So freaking long. That's I, what she said. It, did, <laughs> it didn't bother me. Not gonna, so I'm, I'm, the length I'm, itself didn't bother me, but there was so much in the movie that did not need to be there that added. Nothing. See, I I completely disagree. I I, did I, I I think this this actually this cut actually makes it a movie that I'm not angry about watching. It was there was nothing. So I'm gonna we're gonna go 100 miles an hour in this, but they took out all the crap that sucked, and they put in all the stuff that was good. There was no yuck yuck. There was no shitty mustache uh, CGI. They basically they eliminated Joss Whedon entirely. Is what happened. Right. The the flash falling on Wonder Woman's boobs gone. All the all the dumb jokes with Aquaman gone about Wonder Woman being hot. Like all the stuff that was stupid, they took it all out and made it a good movie. They it, it made Steppenwolf Steppenwolf make sense because he yeah. didn't make sense in the first one, um, and made him look badass oh yeah like he was trash in the first one yeah. and it like dark side was cool dude the whole thing was cool it was good um well and I, for the for the first half of the movie they were searching for the mother boxes then all of a sudden they're looking for the anti-life equation like why did that need to be added in there as well i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean from a from a uh a nerd perspective that was always what dark side was looking for the mother box was just one other the mother boxes were almost a side quest <laughs> That's um but no i mean I, I liked it i mean to me the biggest thing was it actually i mean i let i mean let's be real i mean it, it kind of turned justice league into the cyborg movie um which you know i which, actually liked cyborg now like which i'm actually more completely I good with i mean and and i think that was and and like that's i think that's where where i think you missed the boat randy is that I think it gave every character an actual arc that depth and everything with, um, you know, like the, like you didn't get the dude, you didn't get the whole thing between cyborg and his dad. It, the first time you, you didn't get that. You didn't get, um, you know, the, I mean, you kind of got the thing, but the flash was just such comedy, you know, comic relief that it was lame and dumb. Um, but you got you got the backstories already with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You right. didn't need yeah, you didn't need to. Yeah, you didn't need to right. build that up anymore. Like that. And that was good. I think introducing those characters in this movie was a mistake. They should have had their own movies before Justice League. We could have gotten dedicated backstory movies about all of these characters. Oh, the whole DC timing, pl planning, and all that. Yeah, hot, oh, hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a Kevin Feige or Feige. They don't have. Yeah, they don't have. They any rushed planning. it because of Avengers. Let's be honest. Like it's not. This isn't. Yeah. Right, you know, well, it's not news. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and they did, they changed, um, you know, and honestly the, the ending, I thought, uh, you know, they, they, where they kind of tweaked, um, the interaction with Lex Luthor, uh, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, end. you mean yeah, Mark Zuckerberg at the end, um, you know, they kind of tweaked that a little bit, um, instead of being a setup for, um, what we all assumed was going to be, uh, the Legion of doom movie. Uh, it meanwhile. was, it was originally a meanwhile at the Legion of doom, um they uh they set it up to for it was supposed to be the setup for the next batman standalone movie that affleck walked away from and so isn't happening uh so but i mean it was kind of neat to see where that would have gone um it was nice to see the one additional scene they did uh that brought jared leto's joker back in um that was kind of neat epilogue made sense at all well it was you know it was uh you know, are we spoiling alerting? Do we do we even care anymore? Um, I mean, we're we're five minutes, ten minutes in, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, thank God it was a dream sequence. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't. Well, what, what, premonition or a dream sequence? It wasn't reality. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, that was the, <laughs> see, you missed this then. So that was, that was the whole point of that ending and the whole point of why they made it. Um, they made a point of how the flash, when he goes faster than light, starts to bend space time um, and is able to go back in time. So like they, you know, they didn't, you didn't get the, because remember in Batman versus Superman, there's that whole scene where, Barry where the flash at the who has the costume at the end of this movie not the one he's wearing throughout the movie shows up as like a, a rip in the time space continuum trying to get to Batfleck um, wearing the costume that he's wearing at the end of of Justice League because he's trying to make it a point that hey you know Lois Lane is the key you have to save Lois because that was the whole thing is Lois uh, gets killed by Darkseid um because so yeah so I mean, great flash bent space time but how did that get into batman's head that wasn't in batman's head that was like so the, so the first so that yeah the, the first one he had in batman versus superman that was a premonition that was a dream the one at the end of justice league is reality that they are trying to reset then when he woke up out of bed that wasn't a so that he it was a you're con- you're conflating the two scenes. No, the the Joker scene. Then he woke up. Yeah. You gotta watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it, it again totally then. A dream, I thought. And then they introduced uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah that was no, the very, he, very as end. soon as that Joker scene was over, he woke up uh, out of bed. All right, maybe I'm conflicted because I saw. See, I also watched the making of and all that shit. Um, and Snyder explains that that wasn't, and maybe that's what I'm conflating is that that wasn't, it wasn't so much a dream as it was a vision that he was having of what was to come. Oh, there was, there was premonition scenes yeah. throughout, but this one was followed up with waking up in bed, which led to me, to me, believe it's a dream, you know. I'm not. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna die on that hill. It was a freaking no, dream sequence. No, you're right. No, you. So I mean, well, yeah. I mean, so the way that the way. Yeah, and this is where I, this. You're right. I mean, I was conflating the two because the, the, Snyder explains it that yes, technically it's a premonition slash dream sequence, but it's more a vision of what is to come, um, because yeah, it, bad it, guy Superman and all that. Like that was all. What would have happened if Dark Side would have won? Like that was the that was going to be what the future or. 
Well, so the the next so actually it's it, it that was all set up actually for the next movie because uh, of the way uh, so Snyder explained that basically this was supposed to be movie three of five. Um, the next movie was going to be um, Dark Side comes because it, that was the setup. You know, Dark Side. Hey, we'll do it the old way. Get the Armada ready. Um, and he was so they were going to come back with all the ships and all that kind of crap. Superman apparently says, "Hey, uh, Batman, be a friend. Keep Lois Lane safe." He goes off to fight Darkseid. Darkseid bypasses Superman, comes down, and in the act of trying to kill her, Batman has the chance to save her and doesn't um, because he freezes. And so she dies. That's what said Superman. And that's where that whole and this is where that whole anti-life, the anti-life equation comes in. Superman gets all emotional and crazy. Darkseid is able to take over his mind with that. And that's how he becomes the bad guy. And did, did, did. so, yeah. So my, my bad for conflating that with the with the making of interview I saw. with. So him. my whole I, I, I caught myself about an hour and a half in and said, stop it. I yelled at myself in my head and I said, stop it, because I kept trying to figure out what scenes were new and what scenes they got rid of as the movie was progressing. And I said, just sit and enjoy the damn movie. Cause like, I'm like, Nope, that wasn't in. Nope. That's new. Yeah. And I, I wasn't enjoying it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I did, I, you know, so I, I deliberately didn't watch. So I guess I think I told you, like I went back and I watched um, the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman, um, which was actually pretty good. Um, I, I think I rewatched that or not. I think that made that a better movie. Uh, that's also in HBO max um, because that's the precursor to this, at least the direct precursor to this. And so, yeah, I mean, it like I, I walked into it. So I didn't go back and watch Justice League again because I didn't want to because it's been like, I mean, I, I did not like the movie to begin with. And so I didn't want to have that fresh in my mind when I watched this. No, I didn't either. Um, but but I did go and watch all the Easter egg movies, uh, all the Easter egg videos and things that you missed. But have no, you learned nothing. <laughs> no, but this is the only time that it's I, I wasn't mad at these. Um, I'm just like, oh, I don't know who that I don't know who the hell Martian Manhunter was. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, again, didn't why read the comics. Did he join the team up if he was aware of it. Why did he wait till the battle is over to reveal them? Uh, so you want the real reason or you want the story reason? The story reason. Uh, story reason is because he was still uh, incognito as the military guy. Real He's reason. Shapeshifter. He can change in and out. I'm just telling know. you that's the real reason is because Snyder went to the mat fighting for them to let him use uh, Green Lantern. Um, and it went, and it went until the very end and, and they were like, no, because we have this other thing planned for the Green Lantern character you want to use. And so he was like, well, then fine. Give me Martian Manhunter. And they were like, all right, cool. And I don't blame him for wanting to, add, you know, drop a bomb. You know, again, I didn't know who it was. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, this stuff didn't bother me. Like what? I don't even remember what bothered me with the Easter eggs. Oh, it was WandaVision. WandaVision. The Easter eggs. But like Mandalorian didn't. And then this one didn't. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that was in the yeah. book that I didn't read, but no, I mean, hands, dude, it's, it's, it, it, for me, I mean, it's, it's worth the sit, it's worth the four hour sit down. Um, you know I mean? It, it made it, Aquaman I, a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I, I kept looking for the, the kid from uh, entourage to make a cameo somewhere. I thought that would have been hilarious, but eh. which one <laughs> the, when they, when they made Aquaman in entourage. Oh, oh yeah. I just I thought it would have been hilarious if they would have just had him as a cameo walk on drama sitting next to him, you know, victory. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just something stupid. I just I thought that would have been funny. No, um, but they made him uh, the music 10 times better. Um, if you if you didn't catch the subtleties of the music, it made it 
the um, music could not have been and there, I, I read an interview with the uh, with the musical director uh, and he said it is hands down the biggest and most complicated and challenging project he's ever taken on and he never wants to do anything like it again. <laughs> that's the thing I don't get is like why would you this project makes no sense to me as a human being <laughs> like I guess are you bored in the middle of the pandemic so you can't make any movies so we're just going to cut one up that was hot garbage and then we're going to make it better? No, I mean, so, I mean, I understand the rationale for it. So, I mean, you had, you know, you had a very rushed product that came out that flopped and flopped hard. Um, and almost immediately there was, you know, the, the rise of, okay, yeah, we know the Snyder cuts out there. Give us the damn Snyder cut. Cause that sucked like that hit almost immediately. And now, you know, now you've got all of the backlash that's happening against. Well, I mean, granted, the project was already done uh, before any, but you know, you've got all the backlash against Whedon that's happening now. Um, and so, if you know, if if DC, if they had, because I mean, so they spent three hundred million on the movie originally. Um, I'm a little floored that they threw another seventy at it, um, which is what they did. Um, but to me especially for what is what they've acknowledged is not a canon movie so well, like basically nothing he says it's not canon but the directors of like the wonder woman 2 movie etc have checked with snyder to make sure that their movies didn't contradict this but there's cut. there's no justice league 2 in the books right now i guess the right the, you know well and if there is is it going to be snyder you know so, a, i mean that's you know that's the thing i mean you know I think, there is a thread on reddit that says we can do this reddit let's make you know they can hashtag and then make it happen because it's a magical magical land. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, game, GameStop stocks and the hashtags. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of unreleased cuts, I learned that there is an NC 17 cut of Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, so not true. No. Uh, so they had an, uh, Columbus uh, did an interview uh, and he said he had jokingly once referred to uh, there being an NC 17 release. He said there is absolutely a rated R release, though. Um, and he said, what, what did they, you do to make that rated R? They let Robin Williams riff. And so they <laughs> basically, they said, so like they would do, he said, he's basically the deal he had with, cause I saw the interview. The deal he had with Robin Williams is that they would do two or three takes with him, basically improving close to the script. And then they would just let him run and let him, and they would redo that. Like they would let him go. Half the said, movie, half the movie, he's at the gym in the locker in the women's locker room. Well, yeah. And so they, he said the mo he said the most takes I think we ever did they ever did on a scene was twenty two. Um, and he said, oh, there is absolutely an R-rated version. Um, and he said, if we can get some, you know, he's like, I'd love to sit down and do a documentary about it and and, and release it that way. It's, it's a half an hour of him in the locker room. Well, hello. <laughs> with topless women everywhere it's uh, it's rated r um how did you like the two f-bombs in justice league by the way that was uh intriguing to say the least i didn't notice them or they didn't uh, yeah sorry i froze up for a sec what i missed cyborg dropped an f-bomb and batman dropped an f-bomb uh i did not realize i didn't i don't i didn't realize cyborg did it batman did it at the very end and that yeah yeah. yeah well they uh, i I'm thought it was only batman too i missed cyborgs too but then when i watched the old youtube videos they talked about cyborg dropped one earlier oh and you know and everybody was concerned um and i've seen a lot of questions about this if you don't under you know if you don't know it is released in four by three uh format so you do have black bars uh on the side of your screens when you're watching and that's because snyder when he filmed it 
Um, his original vision was that he wanted it for an IMAX only release, uh, which is a four by three format. And I'll be honest, I did like after the first few minutes of the movie, I didn't notice them. Um, and that may have more to do with the fact that anything in the DC universe is just filmed so damn dark anyway <laughs> that the black bars really don't matter. Well, then he took off the red filter, apparently, to make it dar- even darker yep. yet. And so, I mean, it, 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 honestly, it wasn't until almost like the, the very end of the battle scene when they're all standing up on that one uh, ledge and, and, the, and the camera starts to pull back to get that cool panoramic shot. Just because it starts cropping off the characters, I'm like, oh, okay, there's the black bars. They're back. I didn't even notice it. I didn't know he did 300. That's one of my all time favorites. Like, yeah, you know. so, I mean, so that was, yeah, so that was good. Uh, we good on that? You want to talk uh, a little uh, my, my biggest disappointment about this movie was that it just emphasizes the fact that we don't get any more Ben Affleck Batman. He was so good in this that. We don't get him anymore. I thought they had already confirmed he was back for at least one more. He's not doing the solo movie. How can you do it when you got Twilight Kid? That's dumb. Uh, so no, apparently there is. He's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll dig it up and I'll shoot it to you because that was part of what I was reading today. Is he's back in the suit for at least one more? Okay. Well then. But like apparently it's going to be like a multiverse kind of thing because they said Michael Keaton as back as Batman is going to be back in that same film. So bring Val Kilmer out too in a wheelchair. Did I say that out loud? Right. Uh, but no, so I do. I, I think it was totally worth it. Um, would you uh, did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier too? Absolutely. I did. Digging where that's going to go too. Zero point zero x. The bar was low because let's be honest, I can't stand Bucky, um, and Falcon is just such a, you know, I take the Papa Doc out of it. He, he's okay, but there was nothing. You know, he just had a had a couple wings and a metal suit in his back. You know what I mean? That's how, uh, how I perceive. He's like he's like Hawkeye to me, and they freaking nailed it. That opening sequence was was yeah. so that was like cinema action movie mission impossible quality that was so stinking good everything um and and they wrote a great story and they they dropped a cliffhanger in the episode one i mean they freaking nailed it like i'm talking like jaw on the floor holy shit i'm in yeah now where's this gonna go yep yeah i think they maybe crammed a little too much backstory into this one episode but was better than wandavision where you didn't know till episode four fair right you know i mean i'm just i'm just saying um i got zero the only thing that pissed me off was like i like the end am i gonna do a spoiler alert again um fast forward or whatever um cap at the end i didn't know if that was like a character and i'm like so we were arguing well was that somebody from something else or is that like a another martian manhunter i have no idea who that is i think Um, it was just a derpy dude just a derpy Uh, Well, that's that. That was the only thing that I was thinking. Like, I missed like the this bomb being dropped because it was, you know, yeah. Skippy McMan Hunter. I don't know. <laughs> trying to think of some superhero's name, I don't know. Um, but no, they 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 absolutely nailed it. It was great. I like the side by side pictures I've seen of Chris Evans and uh, Wyatt Russell, the Captain America you ordered. Or yeah, Wish showed you and what you ordered got. off Wish. Yeah, Wish dot com. <laughs> Um, and so the uh, the other thing I, that I watched, um, and we've we've talked about them because of their social media presence. Um, did you watch the uh, the last blockbuster doc? No, I, I 
I saw too much. I, my first off, I wanted to watch it. My wife's like, no, next. So that was off the, so I saved it on my list. But then I started thinking of the irony of it. The company that puts you out of business is making money on a documentary of you. Uh, the documentary of you going out of business. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, the company that you once could have bought for $20 million. You, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's uh, so it's a good like everybody knows, you know, the last blockbuster we've talked about their tweets and that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's a good story. I mean, it's it's a it's, you know, basically uh, traces the rise and fall um, of blockbuster, you know, from the original store uh, that, you know, that started out and then how they, you know, they kind of got a leg up because they were using, um, you know, a database and software and everybody else was still using pens and pencils and, and all that kind of crap. And they were able to replicate and roll out. And then this guy that was the garbage king, you know, basically the, the trash man, the guy that don't know the garbage companies bought him um, and started expanding them like crazy. It, it's, it is, I mean, it's, so is there, was there a revisionist charm to it or did it suck having to go there on a Friday night and get that one? Hopefully you get there in time to get that one new release. And then you pick up like a secondary, like bad horror movie, Godzilla movie to watch when your wife goes to bed or whatever. Um, and then you see a couple of neighbors and you're like, hey, and then you stand in line and like, because it I mean, was like, it was an event. Dude, it, no, they actually, I think they did a really good job with it. And they even, they even made, they even uh, reference and make fun of the whole, uh, there's no back room um, at a blockbuster. They, you know, so they, you know, they talk about that. Um, they, uh, no, but you know what I'm saying though? Like, like now I'm just a lazy job of the hut slob on my couch going play, you know, and there's like, there's no Bring going to the record the store. One of the benefits that- of going to Blockbuster was seeing what was new. Like you didn't have the internet as much telling you what new releases were out. Mm-hmm. What was new to disc. So, but then you got your hopes up, and then you went to the wall, and it was gone. And then you sit there and you ask the clerk every five minutes, "Did someone bring one back? Did someone bring one back?" Did you look through the returns yet? Did you yeah, look exactly. <laughs> I feel so sorry for whoever worked there for oh, it was, that. It was. Well, dude, and, and here's the funny thing. They actually have some interviews uh, with, I mean, I won't call them like super famous people, but there are some people that you will recognize um, that worked at a blockbuster when they were teenagers. Um, and they, you know, just talk about their experiences and, and some of that crap. And it was just, it, it's like I said, it's it's a good watch. I'd, I'd, I'd give it a, give it a shot. I don't, yeah. Now that I look back at it, I don't miss it. Just like I don't miss paying seven ninety seventeen ninety nine for a shit ass CD with one song on it. So well, honestly, can... the the one little factoid that came out of there that I thought was interesting is, you know, so Blockbuster tried to basically make themselves relevant again when they abolished late fees and like and they just run through like an entire block of people. And it's hilarious because they're all like, this was the dumbest shit you ever did. This is the dumbest shit you ever did. This is the dumbest thing they ever did. Like, so basically I can rent a movie and you you'll never get it back. Like, so Wasn't I can, it the I can... Netflix model, though, if you keep paying your 10 bucks a month. Keep it. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, you can't so, go. Get, you can't get a new one. Well, but so, but that's and they were like, but apparently, uh, two thirds of their revenue came from late fees. Oh, it's like banks. So that's yeah. So that was I, that's I that, like I said that was the uh, that was the number that I thought was interesting. Well, no, that was the Netflix model. It was eight ninety nine a month. You get a two two at a time, and if you watch them and mail them back, you get two more. If you don't, you keep them forever. But you're spending one hundred and thirty bucks for those videos until you send them back. 
I got nothing. I'm, I'm just telling you. Um, and then there were there were people that they interviewed a couple of folks that were like, yeah, you know, as soon as they started announcing stores were closing. Yep. I would go and just clean out the shelves because why you're going to be closed in two weeks and you're never getting them back anyway. Come find me. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. Who has like remember, like you had furniture in your house dedicated to the VHS wall. Uh-huh. Like you had huge bookshelves, huge. And no one they, they're. No one has it anymore. They're and gone. I had, a re- I, had a, I had at least one rewinder. It had to have been a 57 Chevy or a, <laughs> a 60s Corvette. Right. That was, For the be kind rewind. Right. Yeah. What was the what was the fee if you didn't rewind? It was like like 99 cents or something stupid. I like thought that. it was more. But yeah, I always said like your late fees are twenty two dollars every time you go. And you're like, God damn it. Like <laughs> you never could just go come out of there. Seriously, it's like getting parking tickets in Birmingham and Royal Oak. You just it's just part of the fee of going. It's just um, to get part of the experience. But Fat Bob was happy. Uh, I was I was gonna ask. So speaking of the experience, Portillo's. Yeah. So if you haven't been watching Portillo's open, Portillo's was my favorite place to go when I went to Chicago. Um, the Italian beef sandwich. Dude, I still remember. After the debacle that was the World Series of Pop Culture audition, and Tad and I are just annoyed as shit and want to get the hell out of Chicago and get the kit back home. And you're like, no, we're not leaving Chicago until I get Italian beef. It's gonna be wet, and we're gonna and we're gonna stop and we're gonna go now, and then we can leave. And that my car smelled like Italian beef for like three weeks after. No, you forget the part. It was like nine forty-five in the morning. Oh, yeah, it was nine forty-five in the morning. It was I ate early. it for breakfast. Um, but yeah, there's um, this thing is a it's a it's a monstrosity on Hall Road in the Lakeside Circle. Um, they have two traffic cops on Lakeside Circle directing people in. Um, there's a drive-through and uh, eat in. Um, there's a line outside the door. As soon as you get in the door, there's a line to get to the order thing, and then you have to wait for your food. Um, and they all do that, you know, order forty nine, you're out of your mind, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, and, and it's the most delicious sandwich I've ever had in my life. And I'm probably going to go every Saturday for the rest of my life. And this is why, <laughs> hashtag, this is why I'm still fat. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's no, good. They're good. Like, it's I'm, the, I'm looking forward to making the trip. It's so good. It's, it's, there's nothing like it in Michigan. Um, I was going to say, how is it compared to Matt and Moe's? Matt and Moe's is Mose? fine. It's a good sandwich, but it's not Portillo's. They got the they got the they got it down like the bread, the the, the way that the thin the, the meat sliced so much thinner. Matt Mose did a great job. Try like it's a good sandwich. It's not Portillo's though. Gotcha. Um, I still don't mind, uh, you know, supporting Matt Mose local business. You know what I mean? I'll still go there. It's not that, you know, it's like getting a corned beef sandwich. You know, some of them are good. Some of them are They're great. great. So the rest of them, and eh, they're still corned beef sandwiches. Yeah. I've never had yeah pizza. I've never had a bad one. Uh, well, I've had bad ones. No, I've had bad pizza. Let's let's. <laughs> do that. Um, so you can go there, uh, but apparently you won't be making any more uh, trips to TGI Fridays on Hall Road. Dude, <laughs> that thing has been an institution since I've been a kid. It's I was there a long Hall and Chainer TGI Fridays. Like when I worked at Budweiser in my early twenties. That's where we went at four o'clock and the bar was three deep like that. That was the hot spot. Watch cocktail 
that packed bar in the beginning was a TGI Fridays. Like uh, people don't realize like that was like the place to go. Granted, I haven't been there in 15 years. It's probably why it's closing. Um, me and probably a lot of other people. Oh, well, yeah. But, but driving by Hall and Shaner and seeing the signs down and off the building, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, it's it, it's an end of an era. It's, it was, you know. I like TGI Fridays. They're a decent chain restaurant. I didn't hate them. I mean, that was the place we went to for lunch. It was either pick some place on Hall Road. We'd all meet up every Saturday for, like, I'm talking eight, ten years of my life. It was either Chili's or that was back before the chain restaurants were, you know, there's only a couple. Yeah. TJ Fridays was at least every other one. Yeah, least- in college, I'd go to the TJ Fridays in Saginaw all the time. Yeah. And I used to live by the one up in Auburn Hills. So, and the Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp. I mean, find me a better. That was oh, great. Yeah. God, I forgot about that. Great. When they started doing the endless apps and doing the stupid gimmicky stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I'll never oh, forget. I got an amazing dessert. Did you ever have the chocolate rush? It was like chocolate fudge cake with chocolate ganache and it came with a raspberry mm. drizzle. Oh, it was so good. Sounds terrible. The last time we went, the last time we went, I was there with Magic Mike. You know the story where you ordered a chicken sandwich and the top bun was burnt black. Oh, I, yeah. And he sends it back. It comes back and he takes a fry and the fry is cold. And I go, look underneath. The lady just flipped it upside down and put the black part on the bottom. And so we went nuts. The manager comes out, walks us into the kitchen. He makes one himself, comps the bill. And then, uh, you know, I mean, went way over and above. But yeah, I just thought that was hilarious that you couldn't put it in to get it re- refried. You're just like, I'm just going to flip the sandwich over and hope the guy doesn't notice. Was that poltergeist? Yeah, you didn't move the bodies. You just moved the tombstones. <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, I saw something about a um, uh, Best Buy closing. Dude, this one I don't like. Because I could see like a Best Buy, there was one on like 14 and John R. That was like a weird location. It was small. Um, dude, but this oh, is I like the Ro- this is the Rochester Hills Best Buy. And like the one of the busiest plazas in the state, you know, anchoring Target on one side and Best Buy was on the other with the Imagine Theater, all the chain restaurants in front. I mean, it was, you know, that was a fixture too. That was one of the first Best Buys I remember going to. And yeah, sign's gone. It's gone. I mean, not a huge surprise. I mean, as everybody has shifted more and more to online and not, you know, everybody, everybody made all the jokes in the world about, you know, I can't go to the gym, but I can go to Best Buy. Well, apparently you couldn't go to Best Buy or you didn't go to Best Buy. So well, <laughs> their sales are up. Yeah, their sales are up. Everybody's buying online. That's the well, that's see, are there, Yeah, there are there are there sales up or are there in-store sales up? There's a difference. Sales period are up. But here's the thing that I liked what they did at the time is they created little like here's the Samsung area, here's the Microsoft area, here's the Apple area, here's the they they changed, they got rid of all the DVDs and media and shit, and they made it like a brand store, and then TVs on the right, and then you know, they stopped selling video games and consoles because GameStop had that count uh right. Um well, I mean it was due to like if if I need like I, I knew in a pinch if I needed a computer cable and I was too far away from Micro Center. I could walk into a Best Buy and odds are good they had it. Oh, like, Radio Shack's gone. Where are you going to go? Right. That's the thing. Like, that was the thing that why when I liked when they said, okay, let's say you charge Samsung five grand. So, you know, you charge each of these companies five grand a month or whatever to have a place where people can touch to and have feel their your end shit. Cap and touch and feel, yeah. Right. And then you offset the rent and then it's a, it's, it's all a wash for Best Buy. Granted, right. labor and everything. But at least rent... Um, 
but I always thought people needed a place where they can, you know, I guess they don't anymore. So yeah. look at up, look at, I honestly got it. What is, is this the, uh, is this the boomer episode? That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> I miss blockbuster. I miss Best Buy. I miss TGA Fridays. Okay. Boomer. Best Buy also drastically reduced, or at least the John R and Madison Heights location drastically reduced their hours because of COVID. Like even now they're still only open until like 7 PM. And Oh yeah. But then I hear Toys R Us is coming back, but it's going to be in like really small footprints, like KB Toys at the mall huh. footprint size. Damn it. Um, that's what I forgot to do. I did, I did not download Zoom Escaper onto this computer uh, for me to be able to experiment with live during the show. I thought that was hilarious. So for those not in the know, uh, there's a little package you can download called Zoom Escaper uh, that will uh, do a bunch of different things. One, uh, it'll basically either create a horrible echo feedback loop uh, for you um, or it will uh, make noises like there's construction going on, make noises like there's a crying baby in your house, that kind of thing. Uh, basically, all the different ways that you can use to get out of a Zoom meeting if you really need to, although I think by now a year in, we've pretty much already figured out all of them. P? It's got fake P? Give me a break. Yeah, as you can see, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm taking the meeting from the bathroom and there's a guy in the urinal, urinal next to me. Whoever made this can go straight to hell. It's hot garbage. Why would you do that to people? The, the meetings are already shit. They're already good garbage to sit through. And now you're going to do fake baby crying and fake construction. And what are you going to do? Giggle? Hot garbage. I, Seriously. You know me. I, I, I like these accents. That guy needs to be, if I ever see him, I want to pull his pants down in public. Or hers. Uh, and then we have the wonderful story coming out of Utah where they are insisting that any phone sold in the state of Utah comes preloaded with a porn filter. No and idea. How everybody's going to Wyoming. No idea how the hell they're going to implement this. None. Do they enforce it? Do they do these? I swear to God, do these politicians even think or do they even know how the Google tubes work? <laughs> do you do you? Re- so if you ban guns in Chicago, you don't think they're going to go to Indiana to buy them? Well, we didn't think of that. Well, shit. <laughs> Interstate commerce. It's a thing. Um, and then I, I have to tell you, the the headline that grabbed my attention the most this week um, was that, or yeah, it was last week, uh, the United Negro College Fund elected its first African-American chairman in its history. So that's been a fixture of like, we've known about this since we've been children. It's been a, you know. The United Negro College Fund. Yeah, sure. it's absolutely been a thing. And you'd think that it like for the first. Yeah. Well, at least like with the NAACP, it was a fake black woman. Like, <laughs> oh, the uh, Dozel, yeah, whatever her name chapter is. thing. Yeah. But this was actually like real white people writing. It's like, well, wait a minute. You could like someone. I, I yeah, I was I was honest to God floored uh, when when I I was like, wait, that I'm like, this has got to be the onion. No, is it the hard time? No, it's this is a real honest to God thing. It's getting to the point where Babylon B and the onion are blending so close. <laughs> Or you don't even know anymore. Yeah, you can't even tell any. Mother of God. Um, So I, I I know this is a story. Actually, I I almost reached out, but he's uh, the person I would reached out to is is unfortunately still in quarantine. He tested he popped positive for COVID um, and is having a little bit of a rough go with it. Um, The whole uh, Facebook bourbon story. Yeah, that was um, uh, 
where where did where did I'm trying to look that up? Oh yeah, Facebook ruined bourbon. Well, and I'm so, like, no, 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 no. Then I read the story that I'm like, maybe yeah. they did. Well, I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, it's not so much that you know. I mean, yeah, you can pin it on Facebook, but I mean, the the online community basically is is what ruined it. Um, and so, you know, the the sad thing is, is you know, so you've got you know, this, it's, it's the whole concept of the secondary market and, and people buying things um, just to buy them or to, you know, to flip them and, and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, they're like, you know, you can't find basically a, a good $20 bottle of bourbon anymore um, because you have all these rec- took like, like, dude, like I was not impressed by Pappy. I'm not I, like, that is not like I, I can like there are five other dude. I got two other bourbons that I've got right here that I would drink before I drank that and like five more out on the main bar. Um, but because like they, they basically artificially inflated its importance because they like they created this demand in these Facebook groups for it. And so people were buying a bottle and then flipping it for seven hundred dollars. And that's where it got its reputation as being such a thing. Uh, you know, that's why I like, you know, it had 55,000 members and it was known as BSM and it was shut down by Facebook. And it's like, why was it, you know, all this other crap? No, it was bourbon secondary market. And it was basically, to, yeah, to resell, to build up, you know, is it, it's basically Wall Street bets for bourbon is what it is. It is, well, up- but with the difference is, you know, technically speaking, you are not allowed to sell alcohol. You, like you, that's, you, you're not legally allowed to sell alcohol. That's not how that works. Yeah, then it's like Facebook made bourbon because I guess it's the the bourbon business was very flat. Um, oh, they said, yeah, it had basically been flat since the 60s and it had been kind of dead. Um, they said, you know, it saw a little bit of a kick with Mad Men because, you know, Mad right. Men, you know, it was set in the 60s and everybody was drinking bourbon cocktails and that kind of stuff. You know, it saw, you know, and then, OK, then the uh, then the, you know, craft cocktail scene came on and people started drinking a lot more, uh, you know, started looking a lot more with bourbon. So but like, it was, this it is was a, the story basically place. goes, it goes the the. Post a pic of a sexy bottle, ask for, make some number up, 500 bucks, wait a few seconds, and then, you know, someone else says, buy it now, and you just sold whiskey. Yep. And they basically, it's a, Facebook played a huge role in building and expanding the bourbon world. Um, it's like, I, I would have never have thought that, see, this is, a, again, this looks like the onion. Um, Facebook ruined bourbon. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, but here's the thing, like, and I do, like, I know from like, you know, talking with Jamie and Matt, cause you know, they do man cave happy hour and, sure. and you know, very bourbon whiskey, you know, scotch centric show, um, you know, like they've gone in on some of these, like, uh, you know, when a place is going to get, or like, like these groups would buy barrels, um, you know, directly from the distributor and go down and pick out a barrel. Um, and then, you know, if, if you weren't in on the buy, you couldn't get a bottle. Um, well, here's here's the line of the whole st- article. It says, "When somebody realizes you can buy a bottle for a hundred and then resell it for seven fifty, it's going to get attention, right?" Yeah. And he goes, "And Pappy was no longer something to drink; it was an asset, right?" And, that, well, and I love it. Yeah, they said it basically turned into like people that weren't even drinking, you know, aren't even drinkers were buying bottles because it was like a Beanie Baby or a baseball card or something like that. It was an a Xbox Series X. You you buy it just so you can uh, sell yeah. one on the secondary. Also, when stores were allocated a certain amount of bottles to sell to their customers, instead of doing that, they would just list them directly on this Facebook group yep. and make the profit themselves. See, now they're like, so then the brands got smart and they did limited releases and they drop it onto Facebook and then, they, you know, they would get demand up for their own shit. Mm-hmm. So not only was the secondary market benefiting, the brands were turning into this whole, yeah, the, the secondary market business is an interesting one because it's not just 
If you look at StockX right now, well, dude, look you at can, the, you can buy the, anything on StockX oh, right yeah, now. It's, it's not just it's not just high end shit anymore. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's, yeah, it's not even just sneakers anymore. But dude, look at you know people were trying to resell the bottles of that Punchki vodka, you know, for a hundred bucks a pop. You know when when you know when that was done. I don't know, but there's you know I guess somebody can say that okay, there's a value for somebody standing in line for four hours. You know, like I'm paying for your time, you know, or I don't know. I'm trying to be devil's advocate here, but it's, I mean, it's, I, it's, dude, I mean, I, so I'm not like I had, um, I had a friend, uh, Tammy shout out, God bless her. Um, you know, picked me up the, uh, Gaelic league, uh, centennial rye, um, that they were selling there, uh, during the parade day, uh, which I guess there was no parade, but they were still there. Um, and I had her pick me up a bottle and I haven't even tapped it yet. Cause I, I, I would, I actually, I, I told Jamie and Matt, I would wait until the next time we were all together. <laughs> Let's see, you know, like, so now like Pappy came out and said, like, you know, we're trying to put a kibosh on it. And it's like, we're trying to curb the secondary market. And it's no, like, well, here's the thing. Stop doing limited releases then. Just, just make shit, you know? Well, so, and, and that's the thing. That's how you, you know? get rid of the secondary market is when stuff's abundant, there's no secondary market. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, that was the thing with like, you know, I, I didn't understand I mean, I, I kind of did, but like the people that were going nuts paying like three and four X prices for, you know, the Xbox or the new PlayStation and that kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, it's not like that's a limited edition. It's not like it's a limited run. They're going but to keep making that day. I want it now. You've got to have it now. Yes, I understand. No, that's why I said I kind of understand that. But I mean, I'll it's never pay like- more than a 25 percent premium. I've done it. Yeah, I'm not going to. I bought I had to buy the Macho Man Slim Jim action figure. Um, of course you did. I did, and twenty five percent more. I will not. I refused, and I waited, and I found one. You know, it was gone. It was a limited release. Yeah, I'll never have it again. And it's not like I was buying it to resell it. I wanted it. See, um, and, and like, and that's, and that's honestly like that's that's who I feel like almost gets screwed in in equations like this is the people that are the true enthusiasts of whatever that. But you know, I don't care if it's the you know, the pop vinyls or bourbon or, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Like it's, you know, you've get, you know, you've got people that or you know, the people that went out and, you know, scarfed up four and five, you know, Xboxes, um, you know, and then, you know, tried to flip them for four X the cost because they knew, you know, they were tugging on parents' heartstrings because their kids want one. Like that's shit to me. That's the people. Those are the people that needs to get depanced as far as I'm concerned. Well, then, then, then that's the store's fault, limiting it to two or one. Yeah. You know, I mean, look what's going on right now with the action figure market. Um, Star Wars Black Figure, J- Jamie just texted me. He's like, Star Wars Black Series right now? Um, there's some of them that are limited. Like, um, Mark bought one Black Series Mandalorian, and then there was a white box one that's now going for like four or 500 bucks. There's some that are ra- limited. There's some that are Target only. There's some that are GameStop only. They make grown men go store to store to store to store to store to try to find this crap while the little kids are like, it's out of stock now, and little kids can't have them. Well, that's what you'd see at the toy vendors at Comic Cons and stuff. Is like they'd be selling like the Target exclusive Transformers or whatever. Yeah. Sure, just couldn't get it there. Like you know, yeah, because I have a friend. Because they were buying them right sell now. At these cons. <laughs> I have a friend right now. Like every other Saturday, he goes into Target, goes into GameStop, goes into you know, because you got to get the exclusives from there. And there's someone going, "Hey, if someone's at a Seven Eleven, can you get this Stone Cold Funko Pop?" Cause it's a Seven Eleven exclusive. Like, yeah. what? What? You know? Yeah. So anyway. Well, and, I mean, as, hey, as long as you're not, uh, as long as you're not whipping around in a Tesla in autopilot mode, I guess you're fine. Dude, 
they really need to rename that just so customers don't get confused about what it actually does. Dude, I will ne- I will never forget my grandfather um, who worked for uh, J.C. Penny Automotive way back in the day. He was like, like he was the, he was the guy that ran their service center um, and they had a car come in that was damn near totaled um, because it was right after cruise control got released and a dad put cruise control on and then went back to play with the kids. Because he thought cruise control meant autopilot. Autopilot doesn't even mean it drives. And that was like, and this was like early 80s, mid 80s, whenever that, yeah. So there's two two stories on the Teslas. Um, One was it it hit a cop, which is. (laughs) So the odd thing. I don't know how that. Am I remembering, did both of these stories involve people with suspended licenses too? Oh, I didn't know that. I, I I I know at least one oh, of them did. The cop was licensed suspended, and then so the what one does he dro- think? And the then Tesla the one that drove under the truck. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a license, so the Tesla's going to drive me home. So I'm I'm absolved because I wasn't driving. The Tesla was driving. I don't have a license. I don't, do I? I don't need one. For the love of God, yeah, the yeah, so car got pretty jacked up. The other one uh, drove under a truck. Went old Smokey and the Bandit underneath yep. the semi. Yeah, and the girl, I believe it was the girl that was the passenger died. I don't believe the, the driver. Oh, I was going to make he wanted a convertible joke, but I won't since no, someone got hurt. No, sorry. 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 Take, delete that. Yeah. No, so, well, screw it. Dude, speaking of weird shit, who that there was apparently a shooting at like four, 14 mile in Clawson today. Um, Some guy uh, got his daughter and then the shot dog, the 15 year old daughter the hell and himself in the house. Yeah, I didn't read it. I saw it on the flash. It was right down the street from a friend of mine. That's why I caught it because she posted it. I don't know how to uh, segue into this, but how does uh, answer me a question? If you own the cloud, how does shit that's replicated over eight different clouds go down? Oh, you're talking about Live 365? Yeah, or Microsoft 365. (laughs) So I'm just sitting there going because we we had, you know, we went through living hell on. was it Friday or whenever it went down? And I'm just thinking to myself going, okay, you, you own the cloud. There's, I don't, I don't know how many data centers they're up to it's, right now. It's yours. Right. It's you, you have, and you have this application that's replicated across all of them. East coast, West coast, you know, central, this pocket, that pocket, whatever. And it goes and and you have an outage where they're where they're issuing credits that it was that much. Just remember, Bob. I don't care how much replication you think you have. <laughs> I don't care how much redundancy you think you have. There is always, always, a choke point. Always. It's it was an intern. It so somebody pushed a wrong button. Yeah. Well, dude. Oh, remember, speaking of which, speaking of which, story we talked about. You remember the story we talked about a couple of years ago where apparently um, like the whole Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles went down because they thought they were redundant because they had two EMC cards in the up and running and available and they both failed at the exit like at the same time. <laughs> them, though, this isn't. Yeah. Um, what you call it, though, if you uh, if you're bored, I don't know if it's still on or not. C-SPAN 2 was on earlier. I don't know why I had it on. I was there, was, but they were doing the solar winds. Uh, the oh. solar winds congressional hearings. I was like, what, like, what the hell were you watching C-SPAN for? <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it was because of that. I forget why else. Um, but that was interesting. Um, but it, it brought me to the point where uh, 
So now that goes down with Microsoft. So now the Microsoft goes out and does a super cool thing because after the SolarWinds crap, Exchange got hit hard. Um, where anyone that did their hosted their own Exchange, uh, it made poopy um, last week. And apparently, yeah, I was surprised how many places still run their own privately hosted Exchange servers. Like more than that, you think. More than you think, dude. This, was it was it one hundred and ten thousand were hit? More than you think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it, it's funny. Microsoft Defender now is not trash. Like, because we used to laugh, like going, hey, oh, yeah, well, Microsoft they, Defender. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got Defender. I'll be fine. Wink, wink, nudge. Or the Agnes wink. You'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Today, it's about as good as anything on the I don't want to say it's as good as anything on the market because there's obviously premium stuff that's uh, I mean, step in some above. Ways it's better because it's not a third party system you're granting access to. It's built into Microsoft stuff. Right. But if you uh, if you have the Defender deployed, you know, if you didn't shut it off or whatever, um, they're going to automatically patch Exchange servers. So which is super cool that you again, you're not going to leave it vulnerable for someone to run a patch on it. If they forget to run patches for six months, then it's still going to be vulnerable. So Microsoft Defender's just auto pushing it. So I thought that was uh, that was super cool on their part. So and then uh, neat story because we talked talked around this a little bit. Neat story that came is right here in Michigan. Um, A court ruled that uh, so apparently a police department was trying to gather evidence that um, these folks were like basically just running a dump uh, on their property. And so they uh, they they had they had like testimony from neighbors. They had that kind of stuff. And they sent up a drone. And, you know, the drone, uh, this, you know, the drone was new, never above 400 feet. It was always inside of the operator, yada, 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 FCC or FAA rules. Um, But a judge threw out all the photos and video they took because they didn't get a warrant. And they said, you know, you you had enough. Huh? For air? Dude, it's still unlawful. It's unlawful search and seizure. How high? Well, then I can uh, unlawful search. Then I can uh, if a plane flies over my house, then I can sue it. Interestingly enough, the article actually talks about how planes are not covered by this because they are not specifically controlled by the police department attempting to gather evidence. What about the cop helicopters? I didn't talk about those. No, they should. But no. So I just I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, because where do we argue about that? It was going up or going down because didn't that tycoon in Texas buy all that land because it was like like the biggest freshwater reservoir outside of the Great Lakes was under his property. And then the government was trying to shut him down. He's like, well, no, I own the property. Well, how far down do you go? Yep. You own all the way to China or do you like up until China, like this much or how does when when it starts getting really hot at the earth's core, or if you dig, you know, or if you believe the flat earth people, if you dig through and you start finding gnomes, then, then that's where your land ends. That would be a cool thing just to dig a, like a tunnel and then have like a roller coaster ride. You just, drop down through the never hole and you don't you're done but you can't scream so you know what my idea was for garbage drill a tunnel to the earth's core and then just push all the garbage in there and it's like and then you have like exhaust vents going out of the moon and then you have like your own built-in incinerator that the earth does why couldn't you do that why do you build mountains in auburn hills where you could dig a hole to the earth's core and then it burns all the shit up that's why the core is there. I'm pretty sure that's not why the core is there. Totally why. <laughs> Do we Carbon. have anything that can dig that deep? That would be problem number one. That would be, yeah. Uh, this is why Bob's the idea guy and not the execution <laughs> guy. 
You go try it and see if it works. <laughs> I just thought of it. Uh, oh, so, well, that's, I was trying to segue into your story. Apparently, so there's no screaming on roller coasters now. Apparently, there it, it's not done yet. They they're trying to bring it up, but apparently, you know, you can't sing now or shout or or say loud noises because of the plumes exude from your mouth and plume. spreads spreads the rona. Um, apparently, the, you can go on a roller coaster now, but you just can't scream. And that's in I California. Don't, I don't see that being again it's like the phone porn how, how are you gonna there's no way you can enforce that like, they're gonna have the cameras on it because they're already taking pictures of you but that's an involuntary they, reaction and if they see you scream even though you have your mask on they're gonna arrest you <laughs> i don't want to live on this planet anymore that's pretty stupid that's amazingly someone stupid. sits in a someone's sitting in a room right now debating on whether or not that needs to be a law again we vote for these people They're encouraging riders to remain silent while barreling through the air on roller coasters to prevent the spread of Rona. No, I'm sorry. If you're still at that point, then it's time to not open your park. (laughs) Or it's time to not go out. One of the two. Lock yourself in the basement. Yeah, I... uh, (laughs) That was my favorite thing about flying was... They, they, they announce it. They're like, okay, put your masks on, cover your nose and your chin. Get that all day. They're like, we've spaced out the seats um, so to encourage social distancing. So it's like one out of every 14 seats were empty. So it's like, I still got a guy's head a foot and a half in front of my face. Right. And someone right behind mine, but the seat to my right's empty. So that's encourages social. So they have to just say it just so they can say it. And so everybody feels good. Everybody feels good about flying. Oh, we social distance on the plane while the guy to the left of me took his shoes off. Pig. Who does that? Like, I happened to glance over and the guy's socks. Luckily, he didn't take his socks off. Like, wasn't it? Wasn't that Neil sitting off to the side of you? He was he was in front of Neil. (laughs) So then I had to point to Neil and I, you know, I'm like, the guy doesn't have his socks on pointing. Nice. He's like, come on. Um, so I'm a big fan, or I was a big fan of infomercials. I always have been. That was one of the things I always say. What keeps you up at night, Bob? And I always say infomercials. You have a crush on Jeffy Mitchell, don't you? I love all of it. I have a copper pan. Um, I think my mother buys all of that shit. She's like the QVC queen. Everything in her house is like from something she watched. And I used to the Tom Vu, all the real estate guys, the the, the oh, of two, course, the two midget brothers, like all of them, I know all of them. But now, you know, I wake up early on Sunday. I'm drinking my coffee, waiting for a looking for a soccer game or NCAA basketball game. Every infomercial, every station is a betting on your app. Everyone, DraftKings on this channel, um, sports, the uh, a bar stool on that channel like half an hour shows on, on how to gamble. That's what we've come to as a society now. Well, I mean, there are every other ad you hear on TV, radio, podcast, anywhere else. So, yeah. It's amazing to me how we thought we were just slow trickle into this thing. And they're like, nah, we're just going to open up Niagara Falls. You're, may, may the force be with you. Yeah. And now we're going to, now we're going to see in nine months, 12 months, uh, you know, 
Because if you put it on your phone, you think you're playing Clash Royale. Blink, blink, blink. And all of a sudden right, you look and you lost. Money, yeah. Right. Because there's people I see on Facebook that I know don't have a pot to piss in that are talking about betting on just about everything. Yep. And they have prop bets. Oh, because it's, you know, oh, it's a parlay bet and it's, oh, you know, you get a free $200. No, you don't actually get a free $200. You have to, yeah, there's a, yeah, no. It's in the form of $25 credits over your next several bets. Yeah. Whatever and minimum payouts. and But you can bet mid game. You can bet on who scores first. Like all the, all the Super Bowl prop bets are so for all the, It's all the dumb shit that's always been there with a book, but. No, yeah, but you had to call you had to call Louie that worked at the Ford Auto Plant on 17 a mound. Yeah. Took away that whole profession. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it hasn't. I'm sure that's still there. <laughs> no, now that it's on your phone, why would you talk to Lou? He's gonna take juice? No. <laughs> Ten points. So you've thought way too much about this, Bob. No, no, because one of my uh Good friend's father's got fired from Ford uh, as a supervisor in a union job for being the largest bookie in that. In that oh, home. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, speaking, it, speaking of thinking and planning ahead, uh, he did it not once, but twice. Um, hats off to George Lucas uh, and his deal with Disney. Um, you know, so for those who don't know, uh, I, I can't believe, you know, whatever, if you've even read a story about him, um, he basically made his fortune. He managed to negotiate to keep the marketing and merchandising rights for Star Wars. Merchandising. Merchandising. Uh, and so that's where all that money came from. And then Disney came along. And we all heard the $4 billion number uh, that they paid him for Star Wars. Oh, no, no, but no, it, no. <laughs> but, but wait, speak infomercials, but wait, there's more. Uh, apparently, he negotiated half of that is as stock. And so the current value of the deal is somewhere north of $6 billion. Yeah. And he owned the toy rights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is SMRT. I'll tell you that right now. Not a dumb man. Not Has he done anything since other than be a consultant on stuff for Star Wars lately? Why would he? Yeah. No, was, was he still part of the new Indiana Jones crap movies that came out? Hmm. Dude, God, the last one of those came out ages ago, didn't it? Why didn't they make the damn movie with uh, Indiana Jones finding the bones of Han Solo and Chewbacca was Bigfoot? That would have been an amazing movie. Wasn't that the, the Great Northwest? Uh, whatever. I don't know what the comic was called, but that would have been like someone needs to make Kevin Smith. I know you listened to the show. Make that movie. You made Tusk. You can make this movie. Right. It was called. He, the, he retired in into the great unknown. Into the great unknown, yeah. Can you buy copies of that? Does that exist? Because I've never seen it at any kind of gone to. I mean, it's all online. Yeah, who wants that? I got, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you can find copies of it somewhere. No, you know, I need a newspaper because I'm a boomer. You know, I gotta. Right. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Come on, the best story of the week. Uh, yeah, it's, it, you can find it as cheap as 15 bucks, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, best story of the week. Go, but how I'm gonna be a billionaire. A guy just gave me the idea that he sold his uh, he sold an NFT part for $85. Oh. 
I'm just I'm already over the NFT thing. I, I just am like I, <laughs> I I get it. And again, maybe it's an OK Boomer moment, but I yeah, you sold a year's worth of you know, I'm jealous because I've never done this. So there was a time in my life where I should have, but he sold a year's worth of fart audio clips recorded in quarantine. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's called one calendar year recorded farts. He started in March 2020. When his friends would all fart on what's and send part their farts to WhatsApp in a group chat, um, and he goes, and then they basically they they were self-identifying because they knew their friends' flavor, um, so that basically they could you know they could identify members of the group by their farts alone. Um, and there's a 52 minute master collection file. The top bid for the file is currently 183 dollars, and it's also available individual recordings for 0.05 Ethereum. For 85 bucks. I think he's sold one so far. But yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell and yeah, I, I I don't want to live on this planet anymore. If you're gonna sell an NFT of LeBron James fart or whatever shoe, digital print of his shoe, you sell a fart. What's the difference? Yeah, uh, I suppose. I just I yeah, I don't get it. Not Again, I'm friend. always a day late, you know? Had you only known. I know. Do you know anybody who has a cricket? The the, the burner phone? No, the... Uh, the cry the, cuts? The cutter thing. I always, I always heard them pronounce cry cuts. Really? Yeah. I I thought it was cricket. Just spelled funny to make it look Looks like, like cricket. Yeah. Eh. Uh, so apparently... They had the great idea to make everybody pay for something that they've been using all along, and that didn't go over too well with their fans. Oh yeah, and then they backed off real quick. Yeah, and when you know, so never. Sorry, our bad. Never mind. No, it's it's, it's all yours. It's all in yours. Order, in order to use it to make your cutouts and designs, you have to upload it to their service and and transfer it to your device. But they were planning on limiting it to twenty, and sometimes like depending on the intricacies of your shirt, like this shirt's one color, one shape. So it's probably maybe two if it were made. Right. Like it. Um, but you know, some things could be, you know, use that 20 item limit on one design. So they, so they were, were trying to people a monthly subscription fee to continue to use the device. They spent hundreds of dollars for. That would be like trying to tell my mother, she needs a subscription to, to use her sewing machine more than 20 times. Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then everyone, yeah. Kiss my ass. So now they've pushed uh, push it off until the end of the year. If you buy your cricket before the end of the year, your grandfather didn't. But after that, you'll have to pay ten bucks a month, I believe. Ten bucks a month in order to use their device, and they're out of business. Yeah, there'll be there'll be somebody new that has something very very similar that isn't going to do that with any yeah before the end of the year. What does it do? Does laser cuts paper? I don't even think it's laser. I think it uses a blade, and it's like yep. final. So. You put the blade in, you put your design in the machine, and then it cuts the vinyl so that you can transfer it to cups or T-shirts or whatever. Here's the thing. You don't sell a subscription. You sell, like, patterns and shit. Like, yeah. like again, it's like Warzone. I, you know, I can play it for free, but if I want to buy this gun that I can't, it's impossible to obtain, that I'll pay money find, for it. Yeah. Great. I'm not glitching about it because I'm the one that chose to pay for it. So, yeah, give me some cool designs and stuff, and then let me, I'll pay for it gladly. So, and then actually the other subscription story we didn't hit on, apparently Netflix is launching some new stuff, trying to crack down on password sharing. I don't know why they haven't done that a long time ago. 
Well, like five years ago, they said they knew that most of their accounts were shared or something like that, and they didn't really care. So maybe they're trying to make a deal with somebody new who. Well, or they would like to have more money to play with. It are people going to pay for Netflix if they can't use somebody else's account? Or they just that's the Napster argument. That's the Napster argument, right? Was I going to download Metallica Black, or was I going to, you know, was I going to pay for it, or I'll listen to it if I download it? Right. You know what I mean. Um, I had that conversation with my daughter. I was trying to explain to her. Um, she was. I, I introduced her to uh, Dice Rules, Andrew Dice Clay, and uh, I know. Um, and then she, she was like, "Well, how did you find out about this stuff?" And I go, "Well, Dice was on Rodney's, you know, uh, thing, and then people would uh, yeah. on, the, on the Young Comedian special, and then somebody he, the, he released some cassettes of his, of his live like, shows." Oh, yeah. I go, and then I would sit at home and. I have my dual cassette player and I'd make a, you know, make a copy and then I'd yep. give it to my buddy and he'd make one for his buddy. And it kind of got out there because, Oh, it's like giving my friends, my Spotify password. And I'm like, I swear to God, if you give them our Spotify, that's our family. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I go, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I go, we just, always, but don't do that. Yeah. That was the first time I got the, the first two live crew album uh, in like eighth or ninth grade. It was like dubbed over like 73 times by a kid who heard it with one of those little, box recorders oh god so it like it was like you it was like playing at the bottom of the grand canyon but you could if you listen really close you could hear the words and you giggled um but yeah that's how that's how we did stuff this is this is the boomer episode when i it was is. it absolutely is when i was 17 yeah all right well then uh let's uh let's wrap this up so we can all go to bed <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> gotta take my uh what's the uh god bless what's the the drink they'll the do metamucil I was gonna no, I was gonna say Similac, but that's for babies. That's for babies, yeah. What's the one for your, old your, people. Your Centrum Insure. Silver Vitamins. No, Insure, I think, right? The... It could be Insure, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm drinking Monster, so I'm not going to bed for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the Blue too. How do you get it? Who drinks the Blue? It's teal. It's the Mango Ultra Fiesta. Mango. It's, you can't taste mango in that. Yeah, you can. Good lord. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're gonna wrap things up for episode 391 of the IT. In the D show, huh? Three ninety two. It's not three ninety. Is it three ninety two? Yeah, three ninety two. Fred, yeah. And well, uh, on behalf of Bob, David, Randy, do us a favor: drink up your drinks, get your phone numbers, and make sure to record your fart so you can sell them on NFT. Um, see you next week. Drive careful. Beat it. <laughs>